irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. You can support Sapphire Planet by visiting the online store at sapphireplanet.com. Welcome. Your journey is just beginning. You are now entering the Sapphire Planet. You are now in the Sapphire Planet. An epidemic of the Ebola virus disease is ongoing in West Africa. The outbreak began in the West African country of Guinea in December 2013, but was not detected until March 2014, after which it spread to Liberia, Sierra Leone, Nigeria, and Senegal. The outbreak is caused by the Zaire Ebola virus, known simply as the Ebola virus. It is the most severe outbreak of Ebola in terms of number of human cases and deaths since the discovery of the virus in 1976, with the number of cases from the current outbreak now outnumbering the combined cases from all known previous outbreaks. Another outbreak in the Democratic Republic of Congo, which has killed 13 people as of August 26, 2014, is believed to be unrelated to the West African outbreak. As of August 26, 2014, the World Health Organization and Centers for Disease Control reported a total of 3,069 suspected cases and 1,552 deaths. Many experts believe that the official numbers substantially understate the size of the outbreak because of families' widespread reluctance to report cases. On August 28th, 
The WHO reported an overall case fatality rate estimate of 52%, considerably lower than an average of rates reported from previous outbreaks. On August 8th, the outbreak was formally designated as a public health emergency of international concern. This is a legal designation used only twice before in history. The first was for the 2009 H1N1 swine flu pandemic, and the second was the 2014 resurgence of polio. This invokes legal measures on disease prevention, surveillance, control, and response by 194 signatory countries. On August 28th, the WHO reported that it estimated up to 20,000 individuals could be infected before containment efforts bring the outbreak to a halt. Affected countries have encountered many difficulties in their attempt to control the spread of Ebola. It is the first Ebola epidemic that West African nations have experienced, and many individuals, including medical staff, lack knowledge and experience in dealing with a highly communicable disease. In some areas, people have become suspicious of both the government and hospitals. Some hospitals have been attacked by angry protesters who believe that the disease is a hoax or that the hospitals are responsible for the disease. Many of the areas that have been infected are areas of extreme poverty without even running water or soap to help control the spread of disease. Other factors include belief in and reliance on traditional folk remedies, magical beliefs, and cultural practices that predispose to physical contact with the deceased, especially death customs, such as washing the body of the deceased. Some hospitals lack basic supplies and are understaffed, which has increased the likelihood of staff catching the virus themselves. In August, the World Health Organization reported that 10% of the dead have been health care workers. Various aid organizations and international bodies, including the Economic Community of West African States, U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, and the European Commission, have donated funds and mobilized personnel 
to help counter the outbreak. Charities including Medicines San Frontieres, the Red Cross, and Samaritan's Purse are also working in the area. At the end of August, the World Health Association Organization reported that the loss of so many health workers was making it difficult for them to provide sufficient numbers of foreign medical staff. And the African Union launched an urgent initiative to recruit more healthcare workers from among its members. What started this outbreak? The initial outbreak was in the West African country of Guinea. Researchers believe that the first human case of the Ebola virus disease leading to the 2014 outbreak was a two-year-old boy who who died on December 6, 2013 in the village of Melendu, Gekadu Prefecture, Guinea. His mother, three-year-old sister, and grandmother then became ill with symptoms consistent with Ebola infection and died. The people infected by those victims spread the disease to other villages. On March 19th, the Ministry of Health acknowledged a local outbreak of an undetermined viral hemorrhagic fever. The outbreak, ongoing since February, had sickened at least 35 people and killed 23. Ebola was suspected and samples had been sent to Senegal and France for disease identification. On March 25th, the World Health Organization reported that the Ministry of Health of Guinea had reported an outbreak of Ebola virus disease in four southeastern districts, Gekadu, Masenta, Zirakor, and Kisdugu, with suspected cases in the neighboring countries of Liberia and Sierra, Sierra Leone, being investigated. In Guinea, a total of 86 suspected cases, including 59 deaths, had been reported as of March 24th. That is a death fatality ratio of 68.5%. On March 31st, the U.S. Center for Disease Control and Prevention also known as the CDC, sent a five-person team to assist Guinea Ministry of Health and World Health Organization to lead an international response to the Ebola outbreak. On that date, the WHO reported 112 suspected and confirmed cases, including 70 deaths. Two cases were reported 
from Liberia of people who had recently traveled to Guinea and suspected cases in Liberia and Sierra Leone were being investigated. On April 30th, Guinea's Ministry of Health reported 221 suspected and confirmed cases, including 146 deaths. What is unsettling? The case included 25 healthcare workers, with 16, 16 of them dying. By late May, the outbreak had spread to Conakry, Guinea's capital, a city of about 2 million inhabitants. On May 28th, the total cases reported had reached 281, with 186 deaths. In Liberia, the disease was reported in Lofa and Nimba counties in late March, and by mid-April, the Ministry of Health and Social Welfare had recorded possible cases in Margabi and Monteserrado counties. In mid-June, the first cases in Liberia's capital, Monrovia, were reported. Sierra Leone, Mali, and Ghana identified suspected cases of the disease by mid-April, but all clinical samples of suspected cases at the time tested negative for the Ebola virus. In Guinea, from May 23rd to May 27th, three previously affected districts and four new districts, Bofa, Telamel, Mbok, and Dubrika, reported cases. The outbreak progressed rapidly in Sierra Leone. The first cases reported on May 25th in the Kalahum district, near the border with the Gekindu district in Guinea. By June 20th, there were 158 suspected cases, mainly in the Kalahum and the adjacent district of Kenema, but also in the Cambia, Port Loco, and western districts in the northwest of the country. By July 17th, the total number of suspected cases in the country stood at 442 and had overtaken those in Guinea and Liberia. By July 20th, cases of the disease had additionally been reported in the Bow District, the first case in Freetown, Sierra Leone's capital, was reported in late July. Medicines Sans Fronteras described the situation as being totally out of control in late June 2014, urging the world to offer aid to the affected regions. The Director General said, Countries affected to date simply do not have the capacity to manage an outbreak of this size and complexity on their own. I urge the international community to provide the support 
on the most urgent basis possible. The first case in Nigeria was reported by the World Health Organization on July 25th. Sadly, it was Patrick Sawyer, a Liberian Ministry of Finance official who flew from Liberia to Nigeria after exposure to the virus and died at Lagos soon after arrival. In response, the hospital where he was being treated was shut down and quarantined, and the health officials who were treating him were isolated in an attempt to stop the spread of the virus. Sadly, however, the doctor and nurse who treated Sawyer both died from Ebola. In August, a cordon sanitaire, a disease-fighting practice that forcibly isolates affected regions, was established in the triangular area where Ghana, Liberia, and Sierra Leone are separated only by porous borders and where 70% of the known cases had been found. On August 29th, the Senegalese health minister, Awa Marie Kolsek, announced the first case of Ebola in the country. The case has been confirmed in Senegal. By the end of August, the number of deaths across the region was 1,552, from 3,069 cases reported. While the 2014 outbreak was first identified in March of 2014, 40% of the cases had been reported in the previous three weeks of August. World Health Organization revealed, adding the acceleration could see the numbers of cases reported exceeding 20,000. Difficulties faced in attempting to contain the outbreak include the outbreak's multiple locations across country borders, inadequate equipment provided for medical personnel, and lack of soap and water for hand-washing and disinfection. Containment efforts are further hindered because there is a reluctance among the country people to recognize the danger of infection related to -to person-to-person spread of the disease, such as burial practices, which include washing the body of the one that has died. A condition of dire poverty exists in many of the areas that have experienced a high incidence of infections. According to the director of a non-governmental organization in Guinea, the poor living conditions and lack of water and sanitation in most districts pose a serious risk that the epidemic escalates into a crisis. Local people do not think to wash their hands when they do not have enough water to drink.
denials in some affected countries has often made containment efforts difficult. Language barriers and the appearance of medical teams in protective suits has sometimes exaggerated fears of the virus. There are reports that some people believe that the disease is caused by sorcery and that doctors are killing patients. In late July, the former Liberian health minister, Peter Coleman, stated that people don't seem to believe anything the government says now. Acting on rumors that the virus was invented to conceal cannibalistic ridge holes. Demonstrations are staged outside of the main hospital, treating Ebola patients in Kenema, Sierra Leone. These demonstrations were broken up by the police and resulted in the need to use armed guards at the hospitals. In Liberia, a mob attacked an Ebola isolation center, stealing equipment and freeing patients while shouting, There is no Ebola. Red Cross staff was forced to suspend operations in Guinea after they were threatened by a group of men armed with knives. Healthcare providers caring for Ebola patients and family and friends in close contact with Ebola patients are at the highest risk of getting sick because they may come in direct contact with the bloody or body fluids of sick patients. In some places, affected by the current outbreak, care may be provided in clinics with limited resources. For example, no running water, no climate control, no floors, inadequate medical supplies. And workers could be in those areas for several hours with a number of Ebola-infected patients. As of August 11th, Healthcare workers have represented nearly 10% of the cases and fatalities, significantly impairing the ability to respond to the outbreak in a country which already faces a severe shortage of doctors. On August 26, the World Health Organization reported that more than 240 healthcare workers have developed Ebola in Guinea. Liberia, Nigeria, and Sierra Leone. And more than 120 of those have died. According to the World Health Organization, the high proportion of infected medical staff can be explained by lack of numbers of medical staff needed to manage such a large outbreak, shortages of protective equipment, or improperly using what is available, and, saddest of all, 
the compassion that causes medical staff to work in isolation wards far beyond the number of hours recommended as safe. Comparing the present Ebola outbreak to some in the past, the World Health Organization notes that many of the most recent districts in which epidemics have occurred were in remote areas where the transmission had been easier to track and break. This outbreak is different in that large cities have been affected as well, where tracking has been difficult and medical staff may not suspect Ebola disease when they make a diagnosis. Several infectious disease endemics to West Africa, such as malaria and typhoid fever, mimic the symptoms of Ebola disease and doctors and nurses may see no need to take protective measures. Also, without recent past experience with the disease, people have become intensely fearful and have in some cases attacked medical staff, believing that they are the cause of the disease. Furthermore, Seeing so many die from the disease, some staff have been afraid to continue with their hospital work. The World Health Organization reports that the loss of so many health care workers has made it difficult for them to provide sufficient numbers of foreign medical staff. The African Union has launched an urgent initiative to recruit more health care workers from among its members. Sadly, among the fatalities is Samuel Brisbane, a former advisor to the Liberian Ministry of Health and Social Welfare, whom British newspaper The Guardian described as one of Liberia's most high-profile doctors. In July, leading Ebola doctor Sheikh Umar Khan from Sierra Leone died from the outbreak and another physician, Madhup Cole, a senior physician at the country's main referral facility, died in August. On Wednesday, August 27th, Sierra Leone presidential advisor Imbram Ben Cargos announced the death of another top doctor, Dr. Sar Roger working in Kenema, has died of the Ebola virus. Sierra Leone has two doctors per 100,000 people, and the death of another top doctor hampers their efforts to fight the disease. As sad as the health issues are, there is an economic effect that is also very negative. 
In addition to the loss of life, the outbreak is having a number of significant economic impacts. Markets and shops are closing due to travel restrictions, cordon sanitaire, or fear of human contact, leading to loss of income for producers and traders. Movement of people away from affected areas has disturbed agricultural activities. Tourism is directly impacted in affected countries. Other countries in Africa, which are not directly affected by the virus, have also reported adverse effects on tourism. Foreign mining companies have withdrawn non-essential personnel, deferred new investment, and cut back operations. Many airlines have experienced reduced traffic. Some airlines have suspended flights into the area. Forecasts of economic growth have been reduced. An initial World Bank International Monetary Foundation assessment for Guinea projects a full percentage point fall in the GDP growth from 4.5% to 3.5%. The outbreak is straining the finances of governments with Sierra Leone using treasury bills to fund the fight against the virus. But there is even more bad news. On August 20th, 2014, several people, including four healthcare workers, were reported to have died of Ebola-like symptoms in the remote northern Ecuador province, a province that lies about 750 miles north of the capital, Kinshasa. By August 21st, 13 people were reported to have died with similar symptoms. On August 22nd, a World Health Organization official and Medicine Sans Frontiers announced that it was too soon to tell whether Ebola had caused the deaths. Blood samples were sent for testing, and on August 24th, it was reported that the samples were positive for Ebola. One tested positive for the Sudan Ebola virus, which is a different species of Ebola virus than the one responsible for the West African outbreak. The other tested positive for a mixture of the Sudanese and Zaire species, the species that were responsible for the present outbreak in West Africa. On August 26, 2014, the Ecuador Province Ministry of Health 
confirmed an outbreak of Ebola to the World Health Organization. The initial case was a woman from Inkanmogo village who became ill with symptoms of Ebola after she had butchered a bush animal that her husband had killed. She was treated in a private clinic in Esaki village, but on August 11th, she died of a then unidentified hemorrhagic fever. The following week, relatives of the woman, several health care workers who had treated the woman, and individuals they had become in contact with, came down with similar symptoms. Five of these health care workers have subsequently died. On August 26, the World Health Organization reported between July 28th and August 18th, a total of 24 suspected cases of Ebola virus, including 13 deaths, have been noted. Samples have been sent to laboratories in Kinshasa and in Gabon for confirmation of Ebola virus disease and to identify the strain. The index case and the 80 contacts have no history of travel to the Ebola-affected countries in West Africa, which are Guinea, Liberia, Nigeria, or Sierra Leone. Or do they have any history of contact with individuals from the affected area? At this time, it is believed that the outbreak in the Democratic Republican Congo is unrelated to the ongoing outbreak in West Africa. So they think there are two different strains now of Ebola affecting the West African continent. What are countries doing to counteract this? The border between Guinea and Liberia remained open in April. Guinea's ambassador in Monrovia noted his government's belief that efforts to fight the disease directly would be more effective than closing the border. That did not work. In early August 2014, Guinea closed its borders with both Sierra Leone and Liberia to help contain the spreading of the disease as more new cases were being reported in those countries. In Liberia, on July 23rd, the Liberian Health Ministry began to implement a strategic plan in line with the a crowd meeting conclusions to improve the country's response to the outbreak. On July 27th, Ellen Johnson Sirleaf, the Liberian, pre Liberian president, announced that Liberia would close its borders with the exception of a few crossing points, 
such as the country's principal airport, where screening centers would be established and the worst affected areas in the country would be placed under quarantine. Football events were banned because large gatherings and the nature of the sport increased transmission risks. Three days after the borders were closed, Liberian President Sirleaf announced the closure of all schools nationwide, including the University of Liberia, and a few communities were to be physically quarantined. President Sirleaf declared a state of emergency on August 6th, partly because the disease weakening of the healthcare system has the potential to reduce the system's ability to treat routine diseases such as malaria. She noted that the state of emergency might require the suspensions of certain rights and privileges. On that very same day, the National Elections Commission announced that it would be unable to conduct the scheduled October 2014 senatorial election and requested postponement. One week after the leaders of various opposition parties had publicly taken different sides on the question. On August 18th, a mob of residents from West Point, which is an impoverished area of Monrovia, descended upon a local Ebola clinic to protest its presence. The protesters turned violent, threatening the caretakers, removing the infected patients, and looting the clinic of its supplies, including blood-stained bedsheets and mattresses. Police and aid workers expressed fear that this would lead to mass infections of Ebola in the West Point. The Liberian government has since quarantined the entirety of West Point, despite riots, and issued a curfew statewide. On August 22nd, it was reported that violence had again broken out after the military fired on protesting crowds. On August 22nd, officials declared that two people in Sino province had died from Ebola. This area was the last Ebola-free area in Liberia, with 624 deaths recorded to date. The country has seen the highest death toll of all the affected areas. On August 26, Tom Frieden, director of the U.S. Centers for Disease Control, said at a meeting attended by Liberian President Sirleaf, lots of hard work is happening. Lots of good things are happening. 
but the virus still has the upper hand. President Sirleaf's office said in a statement that any top government official who defied her orders to remain in Liberia or to return from any trips outside the country had been fired. How many or who had been dismissed was unclear. The quarantine blockade in the West Point area imposed by the Liberian president was lifted on Saturday, August 30th. The information minister, Lewis Brown, said that this step was taken to ease efforts to screen, test, and treat residents for the disease. He added that this step does not mean that the area is Ebola-free. The quarantine blockade was in place since August 19th. On August 30th, Liberia's Port Authority have canceled all shore passes for sailors from ships coming into the country's four seaports. No one will be allowed to disembark from any commercial ships while in port. Three added screening points are in place for persons going on board ships. These include the port gate, the security desk, and the pier. Nigeria, too, is doing incredible things to help stop the spread of Ebola. The first reported Ebola case in Nigeria was an imported case of a Liberian-American, Patrick Sawyer, who traveled by air from Liberia and became violently ill upon arriving in the city of Lagos. Patrick Sawyer died five days later on July 25th. In response, the Nigerian government observed all of Sawyer's contacts for signs of infection and increased surveillance at all entry points to the country. Health officials were placed at entry points to conduct tests on people arriving in the country. On August 19th, it was reported that the doctor who treated Sawyer, Ameo Adavel, had also died of the Ebola disease. Adavo, a descendant of Herbert McLeague and Samuel Ajay Crowther, was posthumously praised for preventing the index case, Patrick Sawyer, from leaving the hospital at the time of the diagnosis, thereby playing a key role in curbing the spread of the virus in Nigeria. On August 6th, Nigerian authorities confirmed the Ebola death of a nurse who had also treated Sawyer. In July, Eric Air, Nigeria's main airline, stopped flights to Liberia 
and Sierra Leone. On August 9th, the Nigerian National Health Research Ethics Committee, the organization regulating research ethics in the country, issued a statement waiving the regular administrative requirements that limit the international shipments of any biological samples out of Nigeria. The statement also supports the use of non-validated treatments without prior review and approval by a Health Research Ethics Committee. On August 19th, the Commissioner of Health in Lagos announced that Nigeria had seen 12 confirmed cases. Four had died, while another five, including two doctors and a nurse, have been declared disease-free and released. Other than increased surveillance at the country's borders, the Nigerian government states that they have also made attempts to control the spread of disease through an improvement in tracking, providing education to avert disinformation and increase accurate information and the teaching of appropriate hygiene measures. Efforts are currently ongoing to scale up and strengthen all aspects of response, including contact tracking, public information, and community mobilization, case management, and infection prevention and control and coordination. There is now increased disease surveillance system in a bid to monitor, control, and prevent any occurrence of the disease. On August 22nd, a doctor who treated a Liberian, Liberian diplomat in an unnamed hotel who had contact with Patrick Sawyer died in Port Harcourt from Ebola. The BBC says the diplomat had escaped from quarantine in Lagos and traveled to the city for medical treatment. He, however, survived after being treated. Unfortunately, the doctor who treated him did not. At present, the total number of deaths from Ebola in Nigeria has been brought to six. The Good Heart Hospital and the unnamed hotel in River State has also been shut down. As a result, 70 suspected contacts have been quarantined. In Sierra Leone, the first person recorded to be affected with Ebola was a tribal healer who had treated an infected person or persons in her area and was reported to have died on May 26, 2014. According to tribal traditions, her body was washed for her burial and several women from neighboring towns became infected. On July 29th, well-known physician Sheikh Umar Khan, Sierra Leone's only expert on hemorrhagic fever, died after contacting Ebola at his clinic in Kenema. Khan had long worked with Lasse fever patients, which kills over 5,000 a year in Sierra Leone, 
and he expanded his clinic to accept Ebola patients where the disease broke out. At his death, Sierra Long President celebrated Khan as a national hero. Your journey is now ending. You are now leaving the Sapphire Planet. Goodbye from the Sapphire Planet. Own a piece of the planet? Now you can purchase Sapphire Planet merchandise online at sapphireplanet.com.